Wow. And clap sync. Oh, my God. Three, two, one. Oh, my God. I threw. Oh, no. <laughs> I was so excited that we were doing a clap sync again. I was just like, I missed the cue. It's fine. <laughs> I was going to say, like, first clap sync of 2023. And, and, and we right. threw it. Yeah, we threw it. And we threw it. It's fine, and it though. was bad. But isn't It'll us be throwing okay. the clap sync kind of familiar and normal? Yes. It's on brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's yeah, for sure. It's, right. it's on brand. <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck. Okay, listen, 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 listen. I know we don't usually like to get just straight into it. And maybe we will, you know, kind of like walk around, ask some questions. I've been playing some games. People have been playing some games. But you have to know that the playthrough that we just did over the past couple days, over this weekend, will shape our lives. I'm like, like you're not ready and we are not ready. We were not ready. No, God, I'm not ready and it's already over. Like, Jesus Christ. So there will be discussion of that um, Mm -hmm. on this episode today and that's Burn House Lane. uh, A favorite series from us here at tot but whew, i mean keenan already knows bro we talked to him over halo and he was like so why did elena have to scroll instagram for two hours even though we banned instagram and it's like we'll get to that um <laughs> okay anything else people want to cover before that I, i've teased it a little bit right like people are like okay yeah, yeah yeah that's gonna be insane and it is but anything else people went up to do you want to jump into it you can't you've been thinking about it all day well how do we feel we are the Tyranny of Thumbs Gaming Podcast, where we play a game each week, and Perfect. then we talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> true, true, true. And I mean, if this is the first episode that you're listening for us, hi, we are the Tyranny of Thumbs, like I just said. My name is Zoe, and then over somewhere yonder, we have James. Hello, I am James. <clears throat> we have McCoy. Yo, what's up? And Elena has also joined us today as Hello. well. I have a little bit of a cold. I apologize in advance. Mm. <laughs> Make sure you My drink bad. your fluids. I have, yeah, a lot of water going on. James was sick earlier. Do you think? I know. Mm-hmm. You guys, I know that James and us live in different states. And yet when I got online for this Discord call and James joined, I had the dumbest thought ever, which was... I wonder if I got my cold from James because we did that playthrough together the other night. And then I was like, Elena, there's, it's, it's literally impossible. Yeah. But it just, I think it just really felt like we were so together during that playthrough that it felt Mm. like Mm. I could have gotten James's germs. You could feel James's body shutting down and your body shut down. Yeah. I think James and I really experienced Mm. something together. Listen, what if it's an immune response? Like your immune system heard James being congested and your immune system's like, wait, I need to be congested now. Yeah. Maybe like it's an immune response yawn. to Burnhouse Lane. Yeah. Yeah, that seems more likely. <laughs> oh, there's definitely a possibility of that. Yeah. It uh, was so horrific that my like white blood cells started responding. Oh, mm-hmm, definitely. Mm-hmm. Something in my body started responding. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Many things in my body started responding. All right. All right. I don't know if we can walk around it much further. Like, listen, I'd love to mm-hmm. talk about games I've been playing. Like, I, I will just say if you like Slay the Splier, you have to play Night of the Full Moon. It's a mobile game. It is absolute straight fire. I've probably played every class like 10 times now. Like, just something insane. Um, and you have to play it. But listen, we're going to get crazy. So let's talk. Let's talk about the fucking playthrough. So we wanted to start off the year with a bang. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we did that and also (laughs) 
maybe shell-shocked a little bit or something. <laughs> traumatized is the word that you're looking for. So why, Elena? What what well, happened? Okay, well, I think that we should preface this, and I don't think that I'm the right person. I think that Zoe, as podcast okay. historian, is probably the right person, also because she's the one who I think found these games originally. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. is a guy who makes these games. And yeah. He originally started with the trilogy, which starts with the cat lady, which is famously like one of McCoy's favorite games of all time, which a lot of other people did not like on the podcast. Right. Namely and then me. you guys. Then and we, Adam. Yep. That's right. That's right. Yep. And then there were two more of those, which we played. Mm-hmm. And then there was a hiatus where there weren't any more of those games. And then Birdhouse Lane came out and we were like, what great timing. We are coming back from our hiatus and we want to play a banger of a game. Let's play Birdhouse Lane. And so we did. That's right. Yeah. And I guess to give some further context, the first the first of these games, the Cat Lady that we played, we all played it separately. And we decided after playing it all separately that maybe the best way to approach these types of games in the future would be if we played it as a group playthrough with one person controlling and everyone else watching. And so that's what we did for Downfall and Lorelei, which were pretty successful, Incredible. I would say, in the sense of like, <laughs> I feel like it made the game more palatable for people who just didn't want to play it alone in their room all that much. Um, and we get a little raunchy, you know, while we go about it. You know, bourbon is drunk. You know, other things might be ingested at the same time. <laughs> who knows? Wink, what, wink. What, like, like cake or something? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, so much cake. yeah so, exactly. Popcorn, maybe? Yeah, cool. That makes but, it sound uh, so much worse than it was. <laughs> some, people, some people had some edibles. That's all it was. <laughs> right. There we go. That's all it was. James James took the tiptoeing and he just like smashed through the eggs or eggshells. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In 2023, it's just not a big deal. Indeed. Mm -hmm. True. Tell that to the lawmakers, bro. But yeah, um, (laughs) fair, fair. Whatever you can do to enhance the experience, I think it's up to you, the the person who's playing slash the person who's watching, like the the person that you are as an agent in this world to decide how best to, you know, manipulate the experience in a way that fits. And, uh, you know, be careful. There might be some scenes that, (laughs) but you know, listen, I think the other two were amazing to play together. And in fact, really enhanced it a lot. And, and I would definitely say that I've loved all these games in this series. Um, and so like, I feel like you walk into this one expecting something wasn't totally sure what i was expecting probably something similar along the lines they've always been jank they've always been horrific they've always been dark they definitely have like dark themes and they're very kind of like art piece-esque i guess i would say like they deal like things don't always logically make sense is that offensive about these games to say no no like they well, have, yeah. There's always a supernatural. Yeah, there's always, yeah. They're always supernatural. They have kind of like out there plots and storylines. Lots out of there characters stuff. and deeply out there puzzles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, puzzles mm-hmm. don't usually go yeah. well. I would, just, and they don't shy yeah. away from what some would consider to be very adult topics. You know, it oh really God, yeah. deals hard with you know depression and suicide. It deals with, um, you know, Sexual assault. Violence. Mm-hmm. Yep, sexual violence, um, kidnapping, like it. Yep. Basically, just anything horrific you can think of, like it's chaining most obese likely... women to the to the to your ba- basement uh, wall and Indeed. then throwing them food. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which I saw a TV show about, but that's not important. Um, (laughs) But God, I wish I was joking. Um, But yeah, like, no, absolutely. And I think actually that's one of the things that's really strange about this series and these games is that they feel really counterculture in so many different ways because it's like not only are they an artsy game and an indie game, right, done by a single person, although a brother team this time mm-hmm. um which maybe they had done that before but at least this time it's always they... been brothers yeah it's one brother does the music the other brother does the rest of the video game essentially hmm. well fair enough um but like they definitely like talked about it more this time um mm-hmm. which was cool but like they've always been counterculture meaning like they've always been braver than more game uh, other games they've always been willing to go into topics like we talked about uh that no one else is willing to go to but they also just it's like not only are people not willing to go into the topic, it's like they go like into the topic. Like it's a fucking I don't know, jungle and they're cutting it back with their machete. Like they go in to the topic. Not just like, oh, I wouldn't touch on that. Like we are literally sitting in a culture where it's like people are afraid to joke about some things and they're like, joke about that's the first step. I'm at step thirty. I am literally in the nightmare. What are you talking about? So it's it's intense. And it, it's definitely not lost on us as people who have to experience this game in the modern culture that these things are more and more intense as they get sort of more, you know, outside of the realm of what people talk about. But even with that in mind, right, you've adjusted yourself to where we are in this day, depending on where you're listening to it. And you're thinking, OK, yeah, that stuff is maybe more sensitive than it's ever been. This game they went hard. I mean, it was like mm-hmm. it was like they prided themselves in not giving a fuck about where the rest of the things are. And so it's stark. It's stark. Um, I would say that the sort of divide between where culture is and where this game is willing to go. And I think in many ways, that's its I strength. Think, I think but... that that's an interesting framing that I don't fully agree with. I mean, I think that in a lot of ways I do agree with it, but like culture some of the time it's like i don't know like there's certain things that it's like it's not that culture finds it sensitive but like just humans are sensitive to some of these things like mm-hmm. sure <clears throat> i mean torture and and um yeah serial killer body horror yeah, and all this stuff horror. it's just like i wouldn't i wouldn't say that that's like a cultural sensitivity so much as just like human like i'm sure some of it is cultural but um sure i don't know you know what i mean it's like the things that i would say that we as a a group reacted most strongly to are were not the cultural things oh i I agree with that too and i would say if you have not figured it out already we're not one for trigger warnings really but like dude are we do we have to talk around it a little more this game was crazy we're about to talk about it be ready you can turn it off okay um yeah fair and i agree with you james like i don't think necessarily we react in the same way that i'm sort of taking that framing i think we're more willing to sort of see what's going on but at the end of the day like i guess what we're dancing around is we hit some limits we hit some limits Mm -hmm. of of certain people's like capacity and uh i think that's both incredible in its own right that a piece of artistic work could take you there so quickly and also i think what we have to parse out today on this podcast is just did the game win 
do we even play it anymore after that? I mean, seriously, like, you know, maybe and we is do that a win? Is that a win for the yeah, game? Yeah, I, I take issue with the word win. Okay. Because I think that the goal of a game is to have you spend time with it, probably finish it, especially like kind of a shorter, kind of like more art piece style game than this, like an indie game that has a story. I think the goal of the game should be that you finish the game and like learn whatever lesson or like get whatever out of it the developers put into it. And if we can't finish the game... I don't think it wins. I think it loses. I don't know that we win. Yeah. But I think Everyone I don't loses. think the game wins. So okay, I I think that's really kind of the the one of the rubs here, because when you say game and the rules about it, I I think I, that makes sense to me. But if we took it to art, like you know, conversations around art are not about like was it comfortable and enjoyable and did you sit with it and did you get the lesson i mean some art pieces are so horrifying that you can't and that's their point and so i i see this game as approaching that now whether or not i personally like that interesting up in the air but do, do you know what i'm saying like as an art conversation yeah, but that's I, totally I think it's normal because i think I mean, it depends on what i mean if you're thinking about an art piece like a movie right i think still that applies like the angle is for you to watch the whole movie so you get the whole thing I think like with an Maybe. art piece, it's like a shock value thing or a, or a discomfort thing. Like the lesson there might be the discomfort, but then there aren't like eight more hours of it you're supposed to get through. I think some of that is intent though, you know, like... Maybe, we don't know. Maybe the goal of this game is to get you to stop playing it at some point. Wow. You know, that's I wild. I had not considered that. That would be a wild game. No, that's wild. And, but like, but seriously, <laughs> and we don't really know, but like you got to understand like because this game is made by so few people and it has such a clear vision like i honestly don't know like it's getting into art territory for me where like i don't know what the rules are right if this was ubisoft they'd be like um we're canceling like you know what i mean like <laughs> but it's not though and that's kind of the beauty and in fact this this has essentially been jump-started or kick-started or something by a community that loves these games and that wants to see where the vision goes. And my God, the vision goes in this game. Like beyond, so, yeah. I feel like we've danced around it a lot. Like, yeah, trigger warning, like gore, viol yeah, all, all these things. All the like, we warnings. should talk about yeah. what actually we're talking about instead of talking around it. Okay, I'm down, but hear me out, James. Yeah. Can we? start from the beginning and here's why i want to do that because i've been thinking as we sort of restart this podcast um just like the heart of a person later spoilers um but like <laughs> that's a great reference for people who get it people who don't get it are like what but i was thinking like you know in an ideal world we might have recorded a podcast after the first playthrough session and we might have recorded a podcast after the second playthrough session now of course that's not the world we live in and we hadn't even really talked about it but i'm just thinking there could not be two more different podcasts, I think, after like yeah. first yeah. playthrough, second playthrough. And so I think we kind of owe it to the world to maybe rewind our brains to the first playthrough and the first section mm -hmm. of this game and just kind of talk about that as we bring ourselves in the audience to the nightmare. Is that fair? All right. 
Yeah. But sorry for interrupting our discussion of like art and stuff. Can we put a pin in that and come yes. back to it? Yeah, when I it's think we'll get back to it when we circle back around to the end of our time with this game for the week and like what. Cool. And I think you're right, James. Like I think at some point we have to like say what actually disturbed all of us so much. Um, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. we're just like leaving the the listener just completely out. Yeah, and totally. then it could have been anything. It could have been like, oh my god, yeah. they didn't wash their their hands after they went to the bathroom, and like that's what we're. <laughs> Even fucking though there was that sign <laughs> that says employees must yeah. wash their hands, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But yeah, I, so let me go ahead. Let me start this off by saying so, and I think this will also kind of be an overarching theme that we we've talked at length about after our second playthrough, and okay. maybe this is how we can open it up with how the first play session started, but. We've kind of been talking about how there seems to be this kind of ramped up um, horrific factor with these games where like you don't think it could get more horrifying, but it does. And so I kind of want to open it up like this. Um, I guess light spoilers for premises of the cat lady downfall, Lorelai, um, and then, you know, obviously there will be spoilers to Burnhouse Lane as we talk through this. But for instance, uh, cat lady opens up with just simply Susan narrating her life to you. And she says, I just took a whole bottle of pills and I'm dying. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, shit, that's horrific. But it's on a black screen with just subtitles that mm -hmm. you are reading this. Um, Downfall kind of, um, Downfall doesn't really have anything horrific to open up with. Lorelai starts off with the suicide of her mother, where Lorelai discovers her mother yep. hanging graphically in a bathroom. And that kind of has ramped up that horrific aspect to a story beat kicking off. And now you have Burnhouse Lane, where we start off the game as Angie Weather, and we have to go into our inventory to hang a rope from a rafter and actually execute the action of killing ourselves. Um, So we have to, like set up a chair we have to find a spot for it we need to go into our inventory get a rope we have to place the rope on we have to select the option to put the noose around our neck like again i think there's this degree of ramped upness mm -hmm. that these games have started to do and that is how Burnhouse lane opens with you actually needing to participate in your own suicide and and yes absolutely and and just listen to how she recounted that being like yeah and then fucking you know lorelei starts with your mom like committing suicide and we're all just like that's fine like it's just it's 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 like look back to our perspective on that and realize how we were able to swallow that pill you know there's there's something different here it's the ramping up like you're talking about definitely yeah. definitely definitely but it's just <clears> funny <throat> because it's not like it's the first time they've dealt with these topics it's the way they're handling them this time around that is just yeah, ramped up, I think, is one way to describe it for sure. I think, too, like, I mean, that scene I was struck by and was glad that I was not playing, but that, like, that really required a lot of player participation and, like, player, player action. Like, I know in the beginning we were like, well, what, it, there, like, there would be options of, like, you know, climb up on the chair or get down. And if you get down, the game is essentially like, no, you have to get back up. Um, mm -hmm. But it's, like, very yeah. much forcing you as a player of the game to, like, click the buttons that are going to do the things mm -hmm. it's not just a cut scene or just something that plays out in front of you you're like a participant in it which yeah. i think probably too plays into like how intense it feels except i would make the case that that beginning scene rolled off me like water off my back like okay yeah like we've seen this before 
this is a totally reasonable and i would also just say like if you haven't seen this fucking game it looks jank as fuck and like you know i don't okay wait can we talk about that for a moment i don't know that i think this game looks jank as fuck anymore okay it's it's definitely getting somewhere it's very stylized Uh uh-huh like i think that the art style for these games have always been pretty distinct and very cool i don't know if cool is the right word there but they have a very distinct (laughs) kind of art style but I think that one thing that Burnhouse Lane has done, and I think what you get to see in this game is, like, a lot of things that they maybe struggled with in the past, like, have now been done really well. Mm-hmm. This strikes me as being, like, a bigger budget game. I think they were successful with their previous ways, their previous games in kind of, like, a cult classic sort of style. And so I think they had more money and maybe more time. Um, more skills. But, yeah, like, the art style and, of this. And they've yeah. done it a bunch of times. So, yeah. you know. So, like, I think the art style of this game, like, while, yes, her movement is bizarre and Mm -hmm. very odd, I don't think that it's jank. I mean, it's clearly a choice. And I think it's supposed to be like that in a kind of artistic way. Definitely. And and Yeah, sorry. I just don't think jank is the right word for this game anymore. I think it's really put together. I I, I don't know. I I think maybe maybe jank's not the right word, but there is... If if anything, it has been so fascinating to play this game because it kind of you're you're parsing throughout the series like what was Jank in the past and what was Vision, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like this person's way too fucking loud, or like these there's everything's pixelated, or fucking this texture is terrible, or like the way this person walks is fucking weird, or the way they the voice up. acting is just atrocious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like so what so what stays right? And I think. Maybe jank is the wrong word. I see it as jank in my mind, but there's potentially a better way to describe it. But there's still the vision here through all the production value that they've added. Some of it, not all of it. Um, But I remember sitting there in the Cat Lady episodes and being like, no, this is intentional. And people being like, no, it's not. It's garbage. And I think you see here with all of the skills and stuff that they have that some of that stuff was intentional and some of it got cleaned That's up kind of time. my point is like i think that everything that we're left with left with in burn house lane is intentional like i think that they made this game the way they wanted to make it is kind sure. of what i'm saying yeah sure agreed sure um, but i yeah. would just say like part of <clears throat> whether you want to call it jank or not part of what they wanted to do is have a very stylized art style that is it's not realistic it's like I don't know. It's like cutouts of paper or something moving. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it, but it's something like really like yeah, stylized. Kind of puppet. The, the characters are very like puppet-like they look, to me. Yeah, they look like paper puppets. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they move in a, like a biz, kind of bizarre way. Like their limbs are kind of too long and they definitely have like very distinctive and odd walking styles. I think Zoe was describing it as like the way that Zoe walks when she's very drunk is how these characters walk. <laughs> Very drunk and trying to go to the bathroom <laughs> in a public place. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's there's just a lot of focus. like the try to look normal but focus because mm-hmm. we need to get into the correct bathroom. <laughs> and that is so apt, by the way. Yeah, like if you haven't seen it, just go look up like a trailer for this game yeah. and watch this character walk around, and it's it's a very accurate description. So fair, mm-hmm. but taking it all back, right? It's like, yes, I my f- favorite part about experience this game for the first time was trying to understand the age-old question of what's jank and what's not in this series. But I would say, like, regardless, they've turned up a lot of things to really, really high degrees of excellence and execution. But still, 
there's a dissociative element with the art style. Like, you know, you open up this scene and we're not panicking and running around the room. It's a horrific scene. But we're kind of like, oh, cat lady, you know, oh, you're doing it again, Mr. Mikulski or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, it's like kind of that shit at first. I I don't want to go to like, to being like the second this game opened, we were like, oh, fuck, this shit's different. Because actually the whole playthrough, we were just kind of vibing. It was mm-hmm. nice. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and that was straight through this horrific scene that we opened with. So I'm just saying like, that's going to help <clears throat> us parse out what happened later that changed that. Do you know what I'm saying? But we did, I mean, we did like n- n- notice the similarities to like that game, The Static Speaks My Name. Mm-hmm. Um, although that one is in like first person, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that that game was more fucked up in its uh, execution of a similar theme. <clears throat> um, but I mean, maybe that's why we weren't, you know, like taken aback by this is because we're all somewhat desensitized to depictions of suicide. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's it's. And I, I would just reiterate, it's just something to be expected with these games. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's sure. like true. It's just like, okay, this is different that we're partaking in our own thing, but this is not out of the norm for this game. Kind of like yeah. what McCoy said. Oh, Catley. Like we we were kind of joking even like every single time we'd like make references and everything to like, oh my God, it's a cat. It's like the cat lady. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. And there's definitely a lot of like fan service in this game that we've sure. found so far. There's cats. There's a moment where you use gloves in a toilet, and Zoe and I were like, "Oh my god, it's gloves in a toilet!" <laughs> That's one of the infamous, like, really poorly done puzzles from the first game, and they yeah. had it in this one. So, you know, there's some fun stuff. Yeah, but also like, I literally like my inner narrative on the first section and parts of the second section, by the way, was just make the case why this is not like a masterpiece. Like, I thought the first section was just like at first i was lost like what is this i was trying to like lock in on what it was is different is it like the cat lady is it not but once you start once it starts to go and once the sort of like i mean i would say sound design and like atmosphere and stuff starts Mm -hmm. to kick in it's incredible it's incredible like it is just you realize that that sort of kernel of artistic beauty that we've been following through this whole series as this person's been trying to learn how to make games and like fucking rpg maker some bullshit like it is like it is there and it is on display and every time you take your you know your washcloth and you polish off this rock a little bit more you see like the diamond underneath right every game that comes out it gets a little better and closer to the vision and i i mean i would still say that i challenge you now it's early in this year but i am waiting for a moment this year that is better written than one of the sections later in this game before we freak the fuck out. Like, it's like, there's just so much mastery on display here. Um, At least, like, for the first section, I thought we were all just like, dude, this is fucking insane. We're locked in. Like, through a suicide scene? Cool, sick. Like, you expect that? You're just, I mean, you know, it's not like, I mean, it's not your favorite thing, but you're intrigued. You're ready to see what this game has uh, to offer and like where it's going to take you and what characters it's going to introduce and and i would just say for people who haven't played these sorts of games um i would say this just to sort of set your perspective on it i, I would characterize them as like this idea comes to mind and it's like the dumbest way to describe this but i <laughs> i don't know it makes sense in my head but it's like 
It's as if you could, you're like a witch in a neighboring town, okay? And you're looking through a crystal ball. And in the crystal ball, you can only see the nightmares of the person that you're following. It's like that. Like, you are just seeing these, like, weird vignettes through a crystal ball of someone's nightmares. Like, that is kind of what the game is. I know that sounds stupid, but I... Dude, that is what I see when I feel this. Um, and so I, I love that. And I think through the first section, it was it was fire. So do you want to talk a little about what that first section entails as we try to bring our minds back there? Because I know, like, we've lived three lifetimes since then. But, but can we pull it back, or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the first section was ultimately just trying to learn a little bit more about Angie. She's become this caretaker for an elderly guy out in the English countryside named George. And I mean, a lot of the beginning of this game is the kind of menial, weird ass puzzles that, you know, Mikulski's kind of known for where it's like, make George a sandwich, mm -hmm. but mm. there's no, like the UI to make the sandwich. There's like a shit ton of options to choose from. And there's and it's no all way like you can clip know art. what <laughs> There's yeah, like this gorgeous like, background yeah. of like a really beautiful, like plate that you're making the sandwich on. And then it's like, an actual picture of bread that he has like photoshopped into the game. And then like an actual picture of like a massive amount of mayonnaise when you put mm -hmm. that on and like some actual <laughs> tomatoes. <laughs> Absolutely. We made the most disgusting tuna sandwich at the very beginning. That's true. Categorized as a strange sandwich that we gave to George and he absolutely hated it. So, mm -hmm. you know, but like, but like I said, like a, a lot of this is just very menial tasks. You're watering plants. You're like just kind of exploring. You're following this cat with a key on its neck. And you're like, well, how do we lure the cat to us? I don't know. And really the only source of intrigue is that there's just this door in the basement hmm. that we know we're going to eventually need to walk through at some point. And it's like mm -hmm. a creepy um, door. With like roots There's like, yeah, right. crazy sounds are coming from the other side. It's like a blinking light. And the yeah. other, some kind of root situation coming through the door. Yeah, and you're, yeah. You're, you're hearing this like really distinct sound of not a laptop mic that these things are recorded on. You know what I mean? Like you're starting That's to like feel true. the like body of it and it's starting to get into your soul. Like the tendrils of it are starting to like get into your mind, but you don't know that yet. You're enjoying it. You know what I'm saying? But that's yeah. coming. <laughs> and like the puzzles are like actually designed with intent, which is good and new. Um, like um, uh, the uh, all the puzzles in this section are designed to make you explore the house. Mm -hmm. right? right. And check all the nooks and crannies. So you feel comfortable in that space. At least you feel comfortable with where things are in that yeah, space. Familiar with it, maybe. Um, yeah. Familiar. Yeah. Familiar is a better term than comfortable because uh, you're not supposed to feel comfortable <laughs> yeah, in any of this game, really. <laughs> agree. Um, and then there's like ones to go outside and see what's out there. And it's like, okay, it that all makes sense. There's little things that like bothered me. Like um, you fill up this watering can to water the f plants and like, you're forced to go back to the sink and like refill mm -hmm. the watering can at some point. Yeah, there, and it's there's just four like, plants to water and one watering takes up 30% of your tr of your watering can. So you're like, oh. Yeah, it's just <laughs> I'm like, not gonna have enough water the, the whole point <laughs> of that mechanic is to make you sigh in frustration. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
Which is, I mean, that's fine if that's the goal of that mechanic. Um, you did it. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that right there, what you've just said, is like the short and sweet of so much of this game is like, if that's what you wanted to do, thumbs up. You did it. Like, yeah. you know yeah, what I mean? for real. <laughs> I feel like they nailed a lot of shit. Now, whether, and I will say no mm-hmm. until I, I go blue in the face, but was it the direction I wanted it to go in? I'm not sure. But was it a direction? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Did they walk? Yeah. Yes. Did they go further than you expected? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Did you hesitate walking down the path yourself? Yes. Were you scared? Were you seeing shadows behind the bush? Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I I'd say like the the horror story beats of this were pretty predictable in the sense that it's like you go down into the basement, you see that there's this fuse box and so there's nothing to do about the fuse box already and then you explore the house a little bit more and I think it's after you water the last plant the power goes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of one of those things where like Yep, I kind of figured we'd need to go down to the basement in the dark with only a flashlight and a red glowing boiler, like yeah, the blinking water yeah. heater light that's gonna be like looking at us. Like up here's where the here's where the horror starts, and then it kind of like fakes you out a little bit, and that you just can simply turn the lights back on and proceed with your day. Yeah, <laughs> but they're definitely trying to keep you on your toes a little bit, but it is predictable and it is. I'd say, like, just, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm not going to complain about the placement of it. I'm not going to complain that it didn't amount to anything for those moments. Again, like James said, it was, like, a good way to figure out the layout of the house and kind of, you know, learn the ins and outs of it. Okay, hear me out. This is the dumbest comparison ever. But this game reminds me of The Last of Us 2. Okay? I'm not going to spoil The Last of Us 2. Okay. But... There was a section of The Last of Us 2 that was embarrassingly long for me where I was sitting there writing down all the things that I didn't like about it and I thought I would have liked another direction. And then I realized I needed to shut the fuck up and experience the game for what it was. And it was going to be what it was and I had no idea where it was going and I had to just surrender. And I feel like that's this game too. And both games, by the way, no spoilers, hurt the fuck out of you if you allow yourself to be surrendered. But... You know what I'm saying? It's like, you look at the first section and it's like, you could nitpick here or there, but it's all just like steps along the journey to get to where it goes. And Mm. it's all about setting you up for the next thing. Like that sort of like, ooh, now it's going to be the nightmare. No, no, not yet. Okay. Sort of like, okay, I'm comfortable, but I'm not comfortable because this house is weird. It's all playing with you. And so for me, yeah, it's just doing what it's doing. You know what I mean? And so, like, you're just sitting there, and at some point, you just surrender yourself to it. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just think that's a, it's just an interesting thing that my mind did the same thing where it just went, okay, never mind, never mind, never mind. Just watch. Like, just, just do. Um, and it's interesting, though, because some of the criticisms of the previous games were, quote, solved here, but it almost shows you that they don't really matter. Like, the puzzles were way easier to solve. And one of the puzzles even has like all of the like things that you were, we were writing down furiously in our notes mm-hmm. just on the screen. Like it clearly wants you to solve it more. And I think it's because they realized like what we're actually doing is fucking with your mind. And our puzzles are fucking with your mind in the wrong way. We need to fuck with your mind in the right way by like keeping the pacing up. So 
this felt very intentional for me. Everything, including the watering can. Everything about it just felt like it's them setting the pace. And they are absolutely in control of that. And so that sort of made me relinquish my control and just say, okay, where do you want to go? Um, if that's fair. Okay, I'm done. Rant over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I needed a signal. And no one was going to know us over. <laughs> it was just going places. <laughs> Thank you for the signal. You're welcome. Well, so then I guess like the, the first, I guess, major story B is that you, you get into this basement door and you are confronted with this door puzzle that we kind of talked about, like ended up actually being okay for a paste puzzle. You had to like pick up three different sh- like sheets of paper with each one said like a, a quote you had to say. <laughs> and... um I don't know. It just says like with the door, the door that has the reptile over it, say this line, the one that has the blue sky over it, say this line. But there's all of these visuals that start happening that I think we're more accustomed to in a game like this, where it's like you start seeing corpses, you start seeing creepy shadow people, crosses, creepy shadow Mm -hmm. people, crosses, you see things on fire and you end up like incinerating a body and collecting this like glowing piece of chalk oh or yeah something. right and um and then you go outside of this area and you are officially in burn house lane which i think we are to uh, my my kind of thoughts is that it's definitely like a parallel universe slash like hell of some sort mm-hmm. that does not exist in like the present day world. Mm-hmm. It is definitely in this other dimension. Um, and all we know about it is that just bad shit happens in Burnhouse Lane. Like being in Burnhouse Lane is never a good sign for the most part. But you can um, get a kebab there. And a gun. You can get a... <laughs> and, and a gun. And a That's gun. True. No, I love Burnhouse Lane. Burnhouse Lane gives me, <laughs> like, honestly, it gives me strength. Like, I know it's like we're going into hell, but, like, bro, you're loaded. Like, we have bullets. <laughs> like, it is crazy. I mean, I know Gabe's been trying to convince me to play fucking Dead Space. And Dead Space was the scariest game that I had played at the time I played it. And now after playing this game, I'm like, with a gun that cuts things in half? Dude, I'm good. I'll own that shit. Give me the gun. Let's go. <clears throat> Turn the lights off. I don't give a fuck. Um, I say all that because obviously, I mean, it's insane. This game gives you a gun. I mean, it's 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 different. This game is different. It gives you mechanics you were never expecting. And I personally, as watching playing it, uh, first of all, I was like, I was empathizing with Zoe, who was like, did I really sign up for like an action game in the middle? I, I didn't really realize that's what I was doing. <laughs> um, nailed it, by the way. Nice, nice job. Um, Thank you. But just like this game is not afraid to step away from its formula. I mean, it's still, I think, seated within the formula of the series, but they add mechanics you've never seen before. And I think it's just this, at least for me, this total unease of like, I have no idea what's coming. Like, honestly, why is it that I fed the horse and it gets this like happiness meter? What does that fucking mean? Why do I get a gun? Like, what is going on? And so there's, there's, it's different. It's it's really different. Ooh. Oh. Which also goes to like thank you for reminding me. There is this thing that's set at the very forefront of the game where it says, well, first of all, it gives you a warning saying enemies will one shot. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. Save often, you know, save save as often as you as you can because you will need it. Yeah. And then it also says, 
you know, be cautious with your dialogue choices for they do matter and will affect the outcome of the game. So I think that also plays into a lot of our experience of moving about the world and trying to figure things out is just the fact that does this affect the outcome? I picked Mm -hmm. up the shotgun and I shot this thing. Am I, you know, is there a kill counter that's slowly being, you know, secretly ticked away? And, you know, at the end of the game, it's going to be like, you killed 45 people. If you go between the 40 and 60 range, (laughs) then you are evil. Or I don't know. Like, I feel like that's kind of, it's, it's definitely something that they did in Downfall when it's you getting a bad ending versus neutral versus good ending, it did have these uh, decision points that it was silently kind of totaling up in the background from what you were doing in the story. And then at the very end of the game, it shows you how many skulls that you collected. And so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, in my mind, I'm going about this and I'm like, was that a skull that we just got there? Maybe maybe not. I don't know. Like, oh, like, is the amount of times we're going to die? Does that matter all that much? You know, in terms of our success with the game? Who knows? Yeah. And and speaking of who knows, Zoe, am I right to say that you don't know as we're playing this? No, I mean, I have not played this. This is the first time I'm experiencing this this game with you guys. Okay, Um, because we have a resident like golden playthrough player and zoe here and she has walked us through other games and been like listen i know you want to say that to this guy but we gotta say this and then this and then this and then shoot him in the face or else you know it's like and so this is us just literally sitting there being like we don't fucking know and i think that specter hanging over the playthrough is 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 adding a lot to be honest you remember reading that Mm -hmm. first like page whatever screen that comes up and be like i this this makes me very nervous something about the way it was written Maybe, yeah, I definitely think it's hanging over us. And it's very hard to tell when things are going to matter and, like, when they don't. Like, I feel like we've sat as a group and talked about a dialogue option for, like, 15 minutes and then clicked our answer and been like, oh, they were both exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Or, like, oh, that, like, that definitely mm-hmm. didn't matter. But then sometimes we... Or we could have said two... We could have said both of them anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, back yeah. to this dialogue option screen again. Yep. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I feel like we're, we're like sometimes agonizing over decisions because we're worried that it's going to make a difference and then it just doesn't at all. I like it. I like that. Like, to me, like, I feel like that is... Even if it didn't make a difference, ultimately, it got us to sit down and figure out how we're going to play that shit. Like, there's been some crazy scenarios that we've been sitting there and just going, like, do we keep our cool in this shit? And they, like, I feel like, so I would say the writing of this game, I think the writing of all the games is really excellent. But the writing of this game is not only excellent, but it, like, has its own style and flavor that it's just, like, going with. Like, something we were talking about a little bit after the, maybe the first playthrough, the second playthrough, some shit, doesn't matter. Um, is just that, you know, you can say shit, right? You get five dialogue options, and, like, one of them is probably the one that you as like a neutral player might want to go for and then there's like four that your character is just divining out of their own brain and they're so dick like you're just like such an (laughs) asshole to everyone i swear and it's like you're sitting there like just trying to dodge these fucking bullets which is your own character trying to be an asshole Mm -hmm. at all times and Mm -hmm. that's beyond just like you know do you go left or do you go right there's like this extra role play and extra character and extra interactions and things that are like going on in this 
that I feel like even if you don't choose those options, you're just being fed this understanding of how that character perceives things. And it's just adding to like the detail and the color and the shading of, of all of it. So it's been watching us just be like, God, don't say that. God, don't say that. Okay. Okay. Jesus Christ. Like this, this, this guy who's like with the sheep and is nice seemingly, who doesn't seem to be insane or whatever, like with a bunch of shotguns, I guess, but like he's nice. Right. And then there's like four options of being an asshole of that guy. And so it's not just us trying to choose the sort of, um, someone was trying to explain to me a while ago that like one of the things that Western RPGs did a lot in the, in the heyday of like oblivion or like that sort of era, Skyrim, that sort of shit was they just let you, the player, define who your character is. You can be anyone. Like, that's the sell. And I feel like in this game, they're very much saying, like, no, you cannot be anyone. I mean, you can play it differently, for sure. But you are this person. And this person has, a you know, a perspective. And I feel like understanding that has helped me sort of, like, respect where some of the dialogue options are. Because I am, like, offended half the time I read that shit. Like, am I off base? Like, do you guys feel that, too, or what? I, I think it's a trademark of these games for sure. I mean, I, I Cat Lady, when you're playing as Susan, there's a couple of times where Susan has so, well, such doom and gloom dialogue that half of the time you're like, Jesus, I don't want to say any of this, but you have to because Susan's her own character. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to remember, like, you definitely did that with Downfall. Um, just you can decide whether or not you want to be a dick to your wife or not. Right. Like basically, do you want to save your marriage or do you not want to save your oh, marriage? Yeah. Either way, like there is that option. Lorelai, I'm trying to remember if you could have, I, I there were like a couple times where you could decide to be like a really nice person versus a dick, especially to like your neighbor guy who's like a pseudo love interest for the most part. Like I think, there was maybe more of a way you could mold Lorelai to a character more to your liking. Um, and I think Burnhouse Lane's kind of going back into that cat lady style, though, of like Angie Weathers, her own person. Like she is someone who is dying from lung cancer. Um, she's already tried to kill herself. Clearly, we've seen how that, you know, turns out for the most part. Although James has theories that maybe she's dead, you know, since the start of this game. Um <laughs> But, you know, Angie's her own person. She has her own thoughts and feelings. You know, she's clearly been married to a guy who died, like, probably a little bit before she, like, the start of this game here. Like, she's kind of, she's kind of a Debbie Downer, to be honest. Yeah. And a lot of her dialogue options kind of hint at that for the most part, or just blatantly say it out loud, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I like that. I think it's adding to the flavor of this game. And I think it's helping sort of, yeah, these games have a flavor. I feel like they all have a distinct flavor. They're all within the same ice cream shop. I don't fucking know. But you know what I mean? But they are like different. And this one's different. Although I am getting really serious spiritual recreation of Cat Lady vibes. I mean, Zoe and I talked about it briefly oh, during the sure. playthrough. I think this is the exact plot <clears throat> of the Cat Lady so far. Yeah, it is. Huh. Oh, for sure. It it's is. almost yeah. like a, I mean, it's probably not a shot for shot remake, but it's, it's the same premise. As but the it rhymes. <laughs> yeah. It's but like yeah, poetry. It and the, and it's the like sound poetry. design yeah. is fucking awesome. Good reference. Good reference. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, there, there's, there's definitely something to be said there. It's just, yeah, you, 
it, it starts off with this kind of um, distaste for life and wanting to die. Uh, you go into another realm where you meet some spiritual being. In Cat Lady's case, it was the it was the devil, like the devil woman who um, mm-hmm. called herself Death. Mm-hmm. In Burnhouse Lane, it comes in the form of a scorched cat, who, by the way, has the most like awesome mm-hmm. audio quality mm-hmm. to him that I love so yeah. much. His voice is so good in that, yeah. and mm-hmm. um, just in the sense that it just reverberates and it's very deep baritone and it's done on a pretty quality mic at this point and not done on a macbook yes. 15 like <laughs> yeah, no i mean dude and it's like it i mean maybe i'm wrong on this but what i remember of it is just that like you can feel it feels like every reverberation of the vocal cords or something mm-hmm. it's like this i can't do it i mean i can't do it listen they definitely I did something to it but whatever they did to it was awesome yeah, they did like it's stuff. some guy with a super deep, awesome voice, and then they like did something to it. Oh, definitely. And they've been doing stuff to voices forever. Um But but this is a this is a harmony between doing stuff yeah. and recorded well and voice acted incredible. Like it's just like yeah. it's like all sides of it are just nailing this to such a way that you're just like, what the fuck? And I also think one thing I'll say is that um I, I, you know, I guess this is as good of a time as any to talk about it. I think the sound design of this game, and just in general, and I would say the soundscape, I'm trying to explain, like, the sound universe that you step into is unlike any fucking game I've ever played. Like, they are so unafraid to hit you with something that is just, like, unnecessarily loud, it feels, and they're so not afraid to hit you with just... it's, It's, like, so... It's like when you're watching TV or something and you're like watching it like a black and white TV show and then you're watching a color TV show like your eyes just like snap into place and all of a sudden you can see color everywhere and you're like what the fuck like it's kind of like the universe that sound exists in in this game is just unlike anything I've ever heard and it is I mean I would just say a joy like a true joy and a terror like a terrifying a terrifying joy because a lot of the sounds are very scary yeah, yeah, that's super, super fair. But, like, where they place them and just... So it feels like everyone is, like, trying to mix everything so that it just comes out of a fucking iPhone so a kid can be watching this shit at 11 p.m. when he's supposed to, like, be going to bed or whatever. This game is not fucking like that at all. You, like, step through the fucking looking glass into this audioscape. And I, I was actually, like, for many times throughout this playthrough, just, like, struggling to to snap into place with the audio space because it's so unusual and being like no 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 relax yours a little bit no tense a little bit more like find that exact space that he's designing it in and when you lock in when i was able to do it it was like yeah it's like you're going through the wardrobe it is truly special and and honestly from a purely technical standpoint i mean incredible just i mean the best what do you want like Nothing is even approaching this. I think that's giving it a little bit too much credit. I mean, is it good? Yes. Is it the best audio I've ever heard? No. Sure. It's not the best. It's just, first of all, it's the most different. And it's it's the, I've never seen a game that goes for audio like this in like such a three-dimensional way. Like I've seen games where it's like, I am in the physical world and the thing is coming from my (laughs) left. But it's not like that. It's like you have to step into it. So I don't know how to describe it. And 
maybe people at home can hear that or maybe they can't hear it or maybe i'm insane which is possible um but it's just i've never seen a game going for like i feel like the soundscape here is like i don't even know how to describe it it's like its own art style that's how i would describe it it's its Mm. own art style is its sound style and i feel like everyone else is trying to make sound that sounds similar and can be scary and loud and this that and the other but it's intelligible you can hear it this is like an art style for the sound and uh they're just fucking around like they're just like they're just like yo what if you heard this like weird sound like over here that just sounds like it's fucking just coming up like loud and i just oh i can't the describe door it to you. closing sounds oh, are oh my intense. god they're like heart stopping oh. every single time you go through a door yeah yeah that's true and you're just trying to water the plants. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's, yes. yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be for anything. Oh, when she goes to doing. the bathroom, I mean, Jesus Christ. No, I mean, I had to take my hands off for that, but like. <laughs> yeah, my boy was traumatized by that. Yeah, that was probably the first trauma. And not the last trauma, but the first trauma of this game. I do think at the very least, like the sound design in this game is very impactful. I mean, like we were saying, like the door, the door is closing. I remember, I can't remember exactly what it was, but we were doing that um, door puzzle near the end of the first section where like you could open up the doors and there's different scenes inside there was one that we were walking past that had some crazy sounds coming out of it they were like very much directional in your headphones and it was very trippy mm. so i feel like things like yeah and then obviously that cat's voice mm. is good stuff so yeah i feel like impactful it definitely adds instead of subtracts this game yeah i i mean i yeah. so yeah, yeah. Oh. i was gonna say like my We'll see if we get there and agree, but I think the upgrade in sound quality is what took us over the edge. At least it's what took me over the edge, but we'll get there. Let, mm-hmm. Let's let's mm-hmm. let's dive mm-hmm. into that, because yep. I was going to say, let's talk about the elephant in our room right now, mm-hmm. which is our reception to the second, you know, session, play session of this game. Yeah, sure. So... There, there is a horrifying thing that occurs. Well, I guess maybe let's backtrack a little bit. We said this is a lot like the cat lady. Well, surprise, you have to find five evil people and bring them to the burned cat. And yeah. that is how you will get your new lease on life. Or we, we actually kind of don't know like what exactly the reward is for well, that. Well, he said he's going mean, to cure our cancer. cancer is, I think, the reward right. that we're he's going gonna for. cure our cancer. And so... One of these situations, you do have to discover this evil man, and he is a priest who kidnaps women and tortures them and, you know, keeps them captive and hostage and, make like, forces them to be his mistresses, and basically he does it until they, like, die, uh, or he kills them, one is or he, the other. Is he, he's, like, keeping them... On IVs, right? Yeah, there's some weird kind of like metal. Or he's yeah. sucking their blood out. Uh, like yeah. it's not really clear. It was never explained which one it was. I'm not mad they didn't explain. I don't need to know. Um, but whatever it was, yeah, there was something going on with IVs. Right. And that's for the one that's like pretty incapacitated. But there's one that's just in the confessional that has a saw just like slowly descending upon it. Yeah, there's this really mm-hmm. impactful horrifying sure like quick not quick time event scene but i guess like scene where you're listening to and watching him like threaten this woman who he has locked in a coffin and there's this saw that's like going down towards her it's yeah 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 he basically has her locked in a confessional booth and he's 
trying to make her confess that she's a, she, you know, she lives in sin and she's a dirty woman and she doesn't know what why she's there. Um, you know, she says later that she got drugged at a party. So for all we know, it's like she's come to, she's locked in this confessional. He wants her to basically tell him that she's sinned. Um, she initially refuses to do it, but then he starts lowering the saw into this confessional booth, which then she kind of is like, okay, okay, fine. I'm, I'm really bad. I, I live in sin. Like, what the fuck do you want from me? Mm-hmm. Like, stop. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a very, I, I would agree. Like, it's like very, is poignant the right it's word affecting? for this? Oh yeah, I've like, been trying to think about affecting. like, what's the right mm. word for all of this? I feel like it's like, it affects you. At least me. I think yeah. all of us were like, wow, that was like... It's pretty fucking disturbing. Yeah. yeah. I would say like mm-hmm. real, even though my whole case is that this game is a nightmare and there's nothing about reality that applies to this game. However, it's never felt more real. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. fair? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing <clears throat> is, the precursor to all of this is that you're supposed to be finding this evil guy. You kind of go back outside of Burnhouse Lane to the real world and you first meet this priest and then you also met Kieran, the sheep herder. Mm-hmm. And I think there was this whole question we were all thinking of like, oh, is this the decision point the game's making us do where we have to decide who the evil man is? It's because, you know, they they... They make an effort to show that Kieran, like, he has a bunch of guns in his trailer. He drinks a lot. Mm. Like, he has a whole... He, it's not like he has one or two guns. He has, like, ten in a trailer somewhere. Um, and they're all very high-caliber guns f- for the most part. And so we're like, oh, is this going to be, like, a meta commentary that, like, the guy with the guns maybe appears evil but he's actually the nice one like right. we, we were really right. discussing yeah. this and then i feel like the game just was no. like no the priest is evil here is all the shit yeah. that he's done yeah. and they mm-hmm. dialed it up to like a thousand yes. <laughs> which is kind of the vibe of the mikulski games it's just dial it up mm-hmm. to a thousand dial it up to a thousand yeah. like I want to say every man in a Mikulski game is like psycho or dies. <laughs> there was that mm-hmm. one or guy both. in Lorelei who was like a video game designer. Yeah, yeah, that was that was Mikulski's yeah. self insert character. Oh, sure, okay. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and like, just, you just wait. Mm-hmm. That storyline hasn't closed yet. He could be psycho. He could be here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He could be. I mean, he makes these games. <laughs> no, but we were like literally, you're, you're absolutely right. We were having a lot of conversation and I was maybe spearheading some part of it. Like, well, the game wants you to go this way, but does that actually mean you should go the other way? We're having well, that the discussion. Well, the priest was just such an asshole. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the whole time mm-hmm. you're like, oh, he's like, you know, he's a priest. Maybe he's supposed to be like the not obvious choice for this. Yeah. It was such a dick the entire time. Yeah. The whole time. Also, like, just wait, wait, wait. Illuminate me on this. I probably missed this. But like, did we really have a choice here it just felt like the game just like no no like shoot us down the like he's evil tra- it wasn't like they were like okay scene where kieran is ambiguous scene where the guy other guy is yeah. ambiguous it was like scene where kieran is who he is maybe a bit ambiguous and then it was like horrifying scene horrifying scene horrifying scene horrifying scene I think, were like, yeah. hmm. we yeah. thought i think that there was going to be more yeah. of a choice and it turned out like Actually, the entire plot went towards how there, this well, guy is. i feel like all the the strikes against kieran are like he's welsh 
and he <laughs> yeah. owns guns. Yeah, he's from the country, you know? and he's obese, and he's a heavy drinker, and, and, and he's he and he's and he's obese, and he yeah. fucks up a little, which but we can like, identify with. Mm-hmm. I mean, j- yeah, but like not, not really, like <laughs> just a little. Yeah, just a little. Um, well, yeah, and, and like, I would say that the, there was the illusion of choice. I think when when George was stuck up on the farm roof, and mm-hmm. you had an option to be like. Any ideas, Father Rob or Kieran? Like, what, do you have any ideas? And we were, all, I think we sat there for like, yeah, that was one of those decisions <laughs> 10 minutes that we just being like, over. Yeah. Here's mm-hmm. the pivotal moment right here of who who do we trust about? Not to mention that we have the superpower now of, you know, once and actually because we found a collectible, we get to do it twice a day, but twice a day we get to force somebody right. to tell you the truth. And so the truth options that you can use your power on occur for both Kieran and Father Rob. So I think that was another thing where I was like, okay, well, who do we want to like bank up our points for? Like, do we want to use it on Father Rob? Do we want to use it on Kieran? Like, what is the deal here? I do think there was the initial illusion of choice that maybe was intentional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. and like, listen, listen, listen. I just want to say like, I feel like a game like this and i love this quality that it has but it it leads me to create narratives in my head that don't exist about what's possible but there still exists a world where you interrogate kieran and it turns out he's fucking insane too like do you know what i'm saying like i but, mean i mean honestly it's likely yeah, <laughs> yeah. well james yeah. Didn't, were you the one who said like what if everyone here is evil and i was like interesting not unproven you know like, yes i think i, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. So, like, yeah. For all we know, like in the in the future, Kieran could very well be like evil for the most part. Maybe it just will be revealed later on. All we know is that I fed him a cold donor kebab and a cupcake that came from a questionable origin, and now I'm afraid that I've killed Kieran yeah. at this point. I do yeah. think, yeah, that ways to that that uh, we still don't know. There was a couple of Yolos in our in our selections here. Well, I think there were Yolos mm-hmm. after the main event. Like, we gave Kieran mm-hmm. that cupcake later. I see. And, like, oh. near the end of our playthrough where I think we were all just done. Where we were a bit yellow. Yeah, we were. And I think then there were, there were some questionable choices made. Okay, 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 okay. And we're still dancing around the exact event yeah, here. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, I we and still I'm, haven't gotten to it. And I'm even going to dance a little bit further because, okay. again, illuminate me on this one, but... First of all, this game was a fucking daze for me. Like it was just a crazy roller coaster. And so I'm trying to put the pieces together. And um, it was really nice to play with you guys who were way more fucking dialed in than I was, which I appreciate. <laughs> so I could just sit there listening to the soundscape and just die. Um, but <laughs> the kebab scene, right? We kind of skipped this. James referenced it earlier. But how does this fit in? Was this this is his own character before we met the first evil guy like omar what? the kebab guy do you know what i'm saying like omar is the yeah. first person that you meet when you go to burn house lane so yeah. like you get into and burn he house runs lane. a kebab shop yeah <clears throat> he's um naked but is wearing an apron hmm. yeah Hot. at least shirtless yeah I he does have pants. pants on he does have pants does on have underneath pants? the apron okay. yeah it's hard to tell but he does and he keeps um, his girlfriend in the basement and just throws kebabs down to her. Um, I have yeah. cannibalism question mark in my notes. And then it says, right. it's complicated. Ex-girl, now Rome Park. Danger. 
which <laughs> is shorthand for saying that his he also kept his ex-girlfriend in the basement and he really loved her but he gave her too many kebabs and she got like essentially the taste for flesh and then she broke out and she now roams the park and like eats people yeah and in this yeah. it almost felt like the witcher and he was kind of into it <laughs> did you not know you know what i'm saying like do you remember in the witcher like one of the in one of the first uh scenes you're like sitting there and you're talking to this person and they're like yeah so like this person died but like we didn't bury them properly and so like their ghost just haunts oh, the fucking yeah, field yeah, okay, i see what you mean no it's it's that same sort of folklore demonic demon sort of story like we have this mythical beast that we have to fight now because well okay so there was this guy named omar and he was feeding people kebabs and he locked her in her basement but then he fed her too many and then he ran out of meat so he had to get flesh and then he gave her the taste of flesh and now she's rolling around as a ghoul at night and you're gonna have to use the silver sword like it felt almost like that in a way um where it was almost like i mean this was like fucking having parallels with um God, what's that fucking game zone that your mom made us, uh, not made us, but recommended for us to play that was awesome? That was like these different uh, folklore things. It was like uh, Year Walk. Year Walk. It almost like Year had Walk. like bits of Year Walk in its sort of folklore aspect of like what's going on with all the people. Like you talk to them and they're like just ghosts or something. Like everyone, Omar's a fucking ghost. Like no one's like real, but they've somehow created demons. And they're like, sorry, but you're going to have to deal with them. And you're like, oh, okay. I'll get my shotgun. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know. But I'm just asking, like, how does that fit in? Because I was trying to parse out how long the first vignette of the first of five evil people was. I'm going to say people. I don't think, I don't know what's confirmed they're men. Maybe they said it in the game. I don't remember. Um, they just said evil people, I think. Okay. There's at least the first guy's a man and he's evil as fuck. Um, but like, I was trying to figure out how long that was, and I was trying to understand if I should include Omar in that or not, or is that just a separate vignette that's just truly terrifying, but we haven't totally placed separate. in- Separate. Omar was part of chapter one. Uh-huh. And then mm -hmm. um, Father Tom, is that his name? Father Tom was Richard? chapter two. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Rob, mm -hmm. uh, whatever his name is. <clears throat> yeah, Father yeah. Rob. Just, I would like yeah. to throw out because we also met Omar before we even met the burned cat uh, yeah. to even know what our quest was like Omar was the one to just kind of like set the tone for what burn house lane was like and yeah we don't know much about him we don't know if he is dead himself we don't know if he himself has like maybe a mission to cure some part of his life. But I think judging by the fact that he has multiple girlfriends mm. in burn house lane I think he's just been there for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. He's a player <laughs> at Burnhouse Lane. He, he, gets yeah, he gets around. I mean, he has kebabs and, you know. Yeah, I can't tell if Burnhouse Lane is like, is if it's hell or if it's sort of the in-between. My mm -hmm. theory is it's kind of maybe like like limbo a little bit, maybe. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I also think I would like to say out loud that I think the whole o Omar situation is obviously a reference to gluttony, which is one of the seven deadly sins. I don't know if we'll get to go through all of them, but I wouldn't be like shocked in mm -hmm. one of these games. Mm -hmm. If... Okay. things in dent house late but there's house only late. five chapters like, yeah well five evil guys plus, plus, Omar, plus one more plus one more maybe. i don't really know it's kind of a long shot but am i off chance that it's right i wanted to say it out loud so i get credit for being a genius later we love yeah. it Shit. along with james's she's been dead all yep. along theory i, I think we need to have like a running total yeah and and, and i would like to yeah. add mine on top of that really quickly which i said during the playthrough which is just that like it feels like you're dealing with like 
well of our very christian like evil good paradigm Mm -hmm. and in that i feel like you are an agent of the devil but not in the traditional devil way that we think of as like you a good person do not want to go to hell so be careful of the devil it's almost like the devil that's job is to suck up the evil people in the world it's like a like the cat lady like the cat lady indeed yeah yeah and i think that's fucking rad by the way and i think that's like really like interesting that i've never really thought about it that way and not seen that explored others ways or i'm just missing it until now but it's just like a really interesting flip on that and it makes a lot of sense like (laughs) wouldn't you want to live in that world i mean i know it's fucked up but like where like the devil is also trying to help you by just sucking up evil people in the world but anyways um Mm -hmm. okay i feel like that's um that's the paradise lost devil but Hmm. i didn't read all of that poem so (laughs) 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 <laughs> that was that was in my first half and last chapter arc of uh high school hmm. for books <laughs> and you're like mom i'm going to college this doesn't fucking matter yeah she's like keep your grades up they care about the fourth semester you're like no they fucking don't i'm already in um oh no no that no that that was like oh. whole years of my high school <laughs> okay fair well <laughs> You know, you swing and miss, you know. Um, but yeah, cool, cool. Absolutely. All right. All we're right. We're there. there. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I think. So now the the moment I guess see you as a listener have all been waiting for where you're like, just say the thing. <laughs> like, please, for the love of God. Um so there is a scene essentially that happens, um, it happens shortly after that confessional booth scene that we talked about with the Saw and Father Rob. But essentially we need to, there's a key that's behind Father Rob's seat in the confessional booth that we need to get to unlock our way out of here. And we also discover he has a um, former mistress that he's barely keeping alive via IVs, kind of like what we said before. But then comes, I think, what is probably one of the most horrifying things I've ever had to partake yeah. in in a video game, which is you need to take an adrenaline shot and stab it into her heart and revive her and basically use her as bait yeah. as you kind of kind of do the go around to get around Father Rob and like you know, basically distract him. And I think there is, I mean, obviously this was, this was a scene that horrified, I think all of us, I want to say. Yeah, I think yeah. that's safe to And I will also say that I do think there are different perspectives as both a viewer, as well as a player, sure. as someone who's actually executing the actions. But, um, the game gives you the illusion there there are multiple ways that you can go about doing mm-hmm. this. One of which is that there's this armoire mm-hmm. that you can hide in. So basically, I would revive this woman who has one of the most horrifying yeah. screams yeah. that does not stop. Incredible voice acting. The best. So. Really good audio quality. The best. Just. <laughs> the best. Like so, but like so awful. The worst, but the best. McCoy's really excited about it, yeah. No, I mean, it was literally like, first of all, it's incredibly long and detailed. And you know when you're standing in the fucking armoire because you think you can fucking escape by sitting there. And you think, no, I just have to outlast because you jump out of the armoire first and they shoot you. And you go, okay, well, I have to do it again. And so the backdrop of this whole fucking scene, which is what Zoe's setting up, but I'm now stealing from her, sorry, um, is is just the backdrop of this whole scene is this screaming. It goes on for fucking ever. Mm -hmm. And it is incredibly... (laughs) 
detailed and it goes believable it's very believable it's very believable but it is not just wow that is a person who is doing a good scream i uh just like you know not to get too far into it but like one of my personal like just sort of like triggers maybe or like fears in life is just things related to heart stuff my dad had heart stuff i've had a panic attack one in my life and it felt like my heart was stopping and it was scary to me so heartbeat sounds in games which are common as fuck always just like get me a little extra riled in a way that is like so lame i'm just sitting there like why does it make a heartbeat sound every time you get hit in this game like i could barely like it just Mm -hmm. and you know it just is what it is um but it just hits me a little extra so i was like okay I'm going to be real with you. I cannot withstand a scene where someone just reanimates someone's heart via stabbing a fucking syringe into their goddamn heart. I just think that's probably something that I can't really handle. So I throw my fucking headphones down and walk out the fucking room and I hear just horrifying reactions from Elena watching the scene. Oh, God. Oh, Christ. Oh, God. It's going. It's going. It's going. It's going. It's going. It doesn't seem to be stopping. It doesn't seem to be stopping. I'm around the corner. I'm inching back. I'm starting to, like, regain some of what I would call my manhood, and I'm trying to walk back into the room, and I'm like, have you killed the spider yet? And she's like, the spider's killing me! Like, And I'm just, like, <laughs> sitting there, like, oh, God. And I put the headphones on, and we're, like, far away at this point from the screams Mm -hmm. and I pick the headphones up and all I can hear is not just the screams of someone dying, but literally the screams of Elena and Zoe. Sorry. No, 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 (laughs) no, no, sorry. (laughs) True, true, true. I could hear everyone else's screams, but no, the scream is so well acted. It's not just a scream. It is a scream that communicates to you somehow without words, but just through noises. That is a person who was near death, who got reanimated by being stabbed in the heart with a fucking syringe and is now basically gasping for air in life and is dying again through all of this process. And so it wasn't like, oh, I've skipped the bad part and now I can put my headphones on and I hear the screams and the screams are what they are, but that's a person dying. I hear people dying all day in my video games. No, no, no. It was as if I skipped the whole scene, put the headphones on and I could just feel the scene again. I couldn't escape the scene. Mm-hmm. The scene came right back through my ears. That was also because mm-hmm. we literally had to replay the scene multiple <laughs> times. So while you multiple are out times. the room, yeah. and James, I think, had also dipped out. I mean, I think at one point I was like, Zoe's I, just No, me. I was just <laughs> silent. Okay. I was just silent, like <laughs> yeah. suffering, yeah. but I was there. <clears throat> but like, we were just trying to figure out this puzzle. And it was a puzzle, unfortunately, like while I think with the other puzzles in the game, there'd been a lot of hand holding and like very obvious solutions. Like it would essentially just scream at you what the answer was. This one did not have that. It did not have that. And so there was a time where like Zoe hid in the armoire for like, I don't know, two minutes. Yeah, straight. Yeah. And then that didn't end up working. So and with was, screaming. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Yeah. The screaming, you're, you have to listen. That's what I want to articulate is that you have to listen to the screaming because you are thinking, and I think reasonably so, that an audio cue in the scene that is going on, potentially a shotgun of the of the guy coming back, shooting the reanimated lady or him saying something like whatever, you're not- And then she like stops screaming and then that's a cue for something else to happen. Yeah, exactly. Like that happens all the time in video games. Exactly. And I think mm-hmm. you have every right to expect this to happen here. And I think that is every right for him to- want you to expect that him being the designer and not only that but her screaming is not consistent she nearly dies on the fucking table and then comes back as if to troll you like she goes from full like screams to whimpers 
And then it's almost the signal. And then she's back again. And you're like, what the fuck? And so it is, it was one of those things where I was like, I think I have to listen. I kept trying to rip my headphones off, but I couldn't because I needed to have the information that was being conveyed in that torturous audio scene. You know what I mean? So that's all of it put together, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it felt like... But then there's the awful scenario that we discovered, which is that the armoire is just a red hair. Not a red hair, but it is is not the answer. It is a false sense of security. I think I suggested... Yeah. Mm-hmm. going around and jumping back down yeah mm-hmm. who knows yeah i don't remember who had the exactly breakthrough. yeah like eventually you did discover that you, that you had to basically get to the other side of father robin and in, in a different way ring around the rosy and then there's it. yeah kind of a ring around the rosy kind of scenario but then there's like you once you do that then you're like oh shit like I'd say the first time we did that solution, there was almost this desperation that I as the player was having where I was like, I need to be flawless mm-hmm. yeah. in every single mm-hmm. like motion that I do next because I do not want to replay the scenario again, which of course have meant I had to shove a coffin in front of a closed door, but I co- totally missed the door. I just grabbed the key and then yeah. apparently I released the woman from the confessional booth and we had a conversation just chatting it up like we're at the fucking coffee, you know, at the coffee store or something like that. And I'm just like, there's a there's a killer over here. Can we stop talking? Can we talk elsewhere? And then we get yeah. shot again. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, because no. I was like, like yeah. even after we figured out that the conf- that the wardrobe was a was a bait, there, it was still a really long puzzle. Like there yeah. were a lot of other parts to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just took. Mm-hmm. I mean, it felt it felt like an eternity. So I it, don't know it, in the actual like playthrough footage how long we were doing that, but it felt like forever until someone figured out we could just turn the game sound off. Oh my god! Which is how we made it through that scene. Yeah, I mean, it was. Um, That's right. We joked about it a little bit earlier when we had the gun, and so he's like, "Oh, I'm not sure if I'm like." I, I hope I, I'm gonna have to learn these gun sequences and she's like getting pressure she's like oh my god am I clutching like Valorant style am I gonna choke like if the pressure's on you know what I mean like I hope I don't choke the gameplay but this was actually the test you know what I mean this was like some sort of I mean truly I would say tr- I mean this this is again it's if you look at it from an art perspective and I am disassociating as hard as I possibly can to explain this but this is what hell feels like do you know what i'm saying that feeling of like i have to play this clean i don't know the fuck's going on i'm losing my my stability here i'm losing my mind essentially as i'm trying as i'm being tortured and i have to find a way out like that is as close to the feeling of some sort of demonic game that they would play with you in hell that i've i've ever experienced in a video game and i'm not saying that i liked it but i'm just saying like that that's an, that is what it is that's an achievement that's that's something fucking hell that is something of course now you know if we ever get sent to hell together i'm running around the corner with my headphones off so you know <laughs> fair play but but seriously like it, it really was th- this when i know we talked about this a little bit in the game but i, I do want to bring it up here but like we were i was joking at least about when we were first when we were young and we were reading harry potter before the current drama around harry potter but the previous drama the original drama was always that it was like evil it was like from the devil the devil wants you to learn about this magic that's not christian you know what i mean remember that shit mm-hmm. and everyone's like that's mm-hmm. ridiculous um that sounds like some voldemort shit or something um but like you know what i mean like this is that this scene is 
real demon shit like that if you want to feel a demonic presence it's the person who designed this and put you in this play ground basically um and i, I don't know that i i yeah and this is this is why i i want to pose this question of are these games getting too good and yeah. i yeah good can be in quotation marks you know depending on what you think but are they getting it like are they getting too good that it messes with our sense of what is okay or palatable mm. or what is bearable with these games because i will remind you there is a scene in the cat lady that is very similar to this scene mm -hmm. there is a scene where a woman is screaming never endingly mm -hmm. um as she's being tortured by this doctor who basically kills his hostages and then like poses them as works of art like he's kind of a mad artist type character but there is a scene where she's just never-ending screaming as you as Susan are like walking around trying to you know construct a weapon to kill him with however I never found those screams to be unbearable the entire time that I as Susan was doing my slow little loping pace <laughs> around the entire basement of the hospital yeah. as I pick up a baby doll head and I pick up a saw blade and I put it on the workbench and I have to get the duct tape mm -hmm. like I was never horrified by that because and i wonder it's just like was was the voice acting or like was the audio quality for the scream just kind of just done so where i was like well this is just clearly like a scream that's on a loop or something like that um is it because the woman who's being tied up like her animations are just kind of jank enough where i'm like okay like i'm gonna try and save her but i don't know but yeah. like I did not have the visceral reaction to that scene as I did with this scene, which is kind of similar, but I will say there's also the added element of player mm -hmm. participation. No yeah. This like, no doubt. Into someone's pain. I was going to no say doubt. the same thing of like, I feel like also added to that was the fact like I was losing my mind. Yeah, exactly. And McCoy was gone and yeah. James was like silently dialing. I mean, like there was yeah. the pressure of all of us being there yeah. and also... Yeah. Some of us we collectively losing lost our shit. their shit. Yeah, we collectively lost our shit together. I mean, I think it's like you could, so we could only survive so long. I mean, potentially she did survive, but it was like she just took damage because like the rest of us are just gone, like dragging her into the fucking <laughs> yeah. ether. Oh, I agree. I think, so I, 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 I mean, ahead, I feel like this is just the refined version of what I feel like the Mikulskis have been going for the whole time. Hmm. And like, because I, I I remember not being like, like when I was playing the Cat Lady, I remember being, uh, repulsed, mm -hmm. like not viscerally, um, not 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 viscerally in the way that this happened, um. <clears throat> where it was like physically painful <laughs> effectively to to like listen but just like oh god yeah you really yeah um i think refined is such a great way to say that and like i mean do you it's it's impressive that he got it to this point, but like, 
is it is it was it worth it you know like is is this really i mean like it, now that we can see the artistic vision like is that was that was that worth it like is it good yeah <laughs> you know yeah um and uh i feel like this was kind of my argument for the uh, about the cat lady was like do we really want to be like this um i mean also i just hated a bunch of things about that mm -hmm. game just sure. like the way that it played sure. but but um so I, w I was turned off from the beginning from that game, but um, I don't know. It's like this. I know what you mean. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like then becomes like a personal question because there are people who like yep. and enjoy things like horror movies, horror, yep. like, like thriller horror books and like things like that. Like, there are people who enjoy that, and there are people who think that that's a valuable yeah. thing to have in the you know a thing to have in the world. Um, I know that like I don't watch horror movies. I don't enjoy them. I don't read like thrasher thriller novels. I don't like that kind of thing. And so I I think it's kind of then like a point of like where do you put your time as a human being? Like if you don't want to experience this, then you have the choice not to. But I do think it's a good point. Like these games have now become effective. I think like, and I, my current theory genuinely is that this is that Burnhouse Lane is essentially a shot to shot remake of the cat lady, because I think they know that I think James is right. Like, I think this has been their vision the entire time. I think they wanted what Burnhouse Lane is. I think that they've achieved their vision here. And I think they must've loved the cat lady and wanted that game to be this right? Like, that's the story they wanted to tell. Like, that's the vibe they wanted. And now they can finally do it with Birdhouse Lane. And I don't think I wanted to like, detract from the game by saying that it's not good. Because I, I think that it is effect. I don't think I want to call it good. But like, it's effective. It's what it's doing. It's very fucked up. It's a really interesting and like riveting story. It's very engaging. And it is very disturbing. And like, horrifying. But it's a good enough game to like, be effective at all of those things. But then I do think it becomes a, like a question of like, if you don't want those things, like this game is going to give them to you. You know what I mean? Oh, it's absolutely. Mm. It's very personal. Like you said, it's like, if you ask me if it is going in the right direction or if the refinement of this formula, dude, dude, this game was like ODing on some shit, like straight up. Like it was just like... <laughs> It was like, yo, is that what crystal meth is? It was like, oh, I've just had normal meth. I don't listen. If you understand drugs better than me, it's fine. <laughs> that was a really, <laughs> really old metaphor. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But the point is, like, refined. I think about a lot because it's just like, this was, this shit was either pure as fuck or it was laced. I think it might be laced with demonic. I don't know, but like, so for me, right? For me, is that the direction I want to go? That's a question and a discussion we can have, but. If you want to talk philosophically and principle-wise, I'm almost always in the camp of supporting uh, art, artists' creative vision where they want to go. And if I have to get off that train because I don't want to go there, fair enough. But if there are people that are enjoying that train, then so be it. You know what I mean? Like, as in, I play a lot of video games that are not palatable to the rest of the world. 
because I've spent, you know, I'm too hardcore at whatever the fuck, or I, you know, I spent too many hours, or, and I don't mean like I play because you turn off safe search on uh, <laughs> Steam and buy everything. <laughs> Those Thanks games, game James, are palatable for everyone. <laughs> they just don't want to tell you that. <laughs> um. We should play those games, James. Straight up, I've got one. I've got one to recommend. No. Not important. Um, we'll talk about no. that later. Ask me after. Um, but okay. Um, Todd after dark. Todd after dark. I know. I've thought oh, of God. that already. I know. I know. Honestly. I hate that. Oh, I'm ready. I'm fucking ready. We can get Gabe. He's good at that mm. shit. Okay. Um, but like, look. That's where I stand. It's like, I I see that. I think this is distinctly different from the Cat Lady, though. I think this is darker. And well, I guess I'm, okay, here's what I'm really trying to parse out. Honestly, I don't have an answer here. A lot of this podcast is like us trying to say what we think and fair play. But what I don't really know is how much have I changed since I played those games? Do you know what I'm saying? I feel like there's this effect that's been happening in my life. The older I get, the more I'm disturbed by things, the more I can picture them in reality. Like when I was a kid, I don't think I could understand what was happening when I was reading a fiction book and someone was dying via some sword fight and they, you know, were dying and their guts were on the floor or whatever. Like, I just couldn't picture it and I couldn't... I could picture it, but I couldn't be in it. I could picture it, but I couldn't be in it. Here, I don't know if I've gotten older or I've changed my perspective or if just the game has gotten better or if everything has happened in beautiful harmony, but I can feel this more. I can be in it more. And that is terrifying for me personally. And that's pushing me up against boundaries that I may not be able to cross myself as a human being. But but do I think that it's bad for doing so? Especially when it's kind of excellent at so many things. Like, it's kind of masterful at, like, a lot. No, I mean, so, you know, it may not be our direction. Or maybe a couple of our directions, or none of our directions. Who knows? But it's it, it's 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 oh God, it's doing its own thing. Not not for me necessarily, but I've tried to over the years like figure out a way to take myself out of the the sort of assessment of quality. It's hard to do, and I can't really. It's maybe a fool's errand to even try, but. This is a perfect example of a game like that, where it feels like, do I want to feel that? No. But do I look around and note that I've never felt even remotely like that from anything I've ever done? And then I look around and sit there and go, I'm sure a couple of my friends would like that feeling. Yeah, fuck yeah, absolutely. So this is the type of game that I would be very careful to recommend to a person. I have recommended all sorts of games that I know are incredible that I probably don't even think the person's going to enjoy that i'm recommending it to and i will look at them and go you're not going to enjoy this because you're wrong it's that good you're fucked up and i hope you get better because then you could enjoy this game but this game ain't like that i would never do that to someone with this game this is this could fucking ruin someone's life like seriously like this like this could cause psychological damage and that doesn't mean that people who can't or can handle it, I mean to say. It doesn't mean to people who can handle it shouldn't experience it and shouldn't love it. Like, they probably love it, and they probably never had anything like this. Um, or, or fuck it, maybe they have, and I just don't know about that universe. 
but you really gotta be fucking careful. Like, this is a game that deserves a trigger warning. Like, actually. Like, this is not a game that ha- that that showcases bees in it. Do you remember that, Elena, where there was, like, this person? Yeah, that yeah, you yeah. Were, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were, like, scared of cartoon bees. And this is actually a real person that Elena knew in her real life and was like, please mention if this cartoon uh, children's book has bees in it because they scare me in their their flight patterns where they circle like that with the dotted lines. That shit scares me. And I was like, okay, that's hard for me to process. But this game, I understand. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? (laughs) That is not some shit you should get into if you don't fucking know what the fuck is going to go down. Um... Unless you are willing to bank on your own strength and ingenuity mentally. Um, but man. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys, mm-hmm. this game has one of the best written scenes of the whole year. Which is where you're talking to George or some shit, right? Yeah. And he's on top of the barn. And he's sitting up there in the rain. And you've just had like the dumbest trying to figure out how to get the fuck up there and talking to people about their suggestions and nearly killing Kieran with pipes. Oh, right. And, and it's right after the most stupid-looking Seidel animation you've oh ever my God. seen in your life. <laughs> exactly. That is incredible. <laughs> yes. I still think it's intentional, but, like, that was the hardest I've laughed at a video game maybe ever was yeah. just that Seidel animation. <laughs> it is so ridiculous. We should get a clip of that and put it up on the Instagram. Yeah. Because it's yeah, it, that would give me joy. Partially. That's like I'm not a streamer, but I want that to be like my I'm streaming. Oh GIF. my god, yes! Like, That's like your I'm out subscriber here. animation is just that person. No, but, but hear me out. From an artistic standpoint, because it's so dark, that is why the juxtaposition of such a ridiculous animation on the side of a barn can make you laugh so hard. It's because they took you into such uncomfortable places that they were able to hit that essentially unheard note um, comedically. And that's exactly what happens next. When, like, George tells you this absolutely just amazing story about his life. Like, it's just, it's so fucking real and so fucking honest. And you sit there and as a person, and I don't know if you feel this, but just, like, as a human growing up, I... I feel like it's our responsibility to hear these stories from our elders, I guess. And it felt like, because there's an option to skip it, which is clearly some bad ending shit, um, where you're just an evil person, and you interrupt this fucking guy telling you about it. First of all, he starts with like, I don't want to tell you, you don't want to hear, right? That whole like shit, and you're like, no, no, please tell me. Like, never mind, fuck you. Um, but like, he he's like pouring his heart out to you. And I felt responsible as a human being through this video game to listen, because I think it's something that we all should do more and are potentially lacking in our own lives based on just where we are in proximity to our elders, how often we spend time with them. And you're sitting there and he's just telling his story, trying to share what happened to him because he can't help but share it. He's a broken record to share his story because his time on this earth is done and he knows it's done. And you know it's done, but what he can give you is his life experience. Whether it's relevant to you or not, you don't know and you won't know till your life is done. But he thinks it might be, and he wants to give it to you. And he tells you that. It's amazingly well-written, amazingly well-voice-acted. And you're sitting there soaking that all up. And it lasts for minutes, and I had to go to the bathroom because I've been drinking. And it was brutal, and I sat there the whole time. And then he looks at you and goes, all right, 
Well, I better be going. And he stands up and does a fucking Assassin's Creed dive off the fucking barn into a bale of hay. Straight up the fucking dive with the arms extended and everything and lands. He's like fucking 84. Yeah. yeah. And just walks away. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to see someone top that this year. I don't think I am. <laughs> Honestly. Write it down, bro. Best moment 2023. Holy fuck. Please put it on a category somewhere. So I'm just saying like this game has that. And also has this other thing we've been trying to grapple with. And you can just tell that there's excellence everywhere. But the question becomes, is it, yeah, is it too excellent? I mean, that's what we're, is it too good at achieving horrificness? Maybe, maybe. Well, yeah, it's it's essentially what, what is the personal limit? Like that you want to, that you want to subject yourself to in order to potentially see you know, some greater things down the line, right? Because that, that's essentially the crossroads that we're yeah. at right now. It's, you know, has this moment been everyone's limit so much so the fact that we will refuse to play any more of this game from where we've stopped? Or dare we try and potentially expose ourselves to even more scarring, like later down the line with another scene, maybe they dial it up to 2000 instead of 1000 for something um but there is also and it's usually what i find with a lot of mikulski's games is that there's usually these very poignant moments that kind of make it worth it in a way um but yeah like everyone does have their limits with these things i i feel like my personal limit is that was I was I horrified in playing like that part of the game? Yes, by all means, yes. It was very uncomfortable. It was very jarring. However, I still have that intrigue to continue playing the game and to see where it goes. Maybe that's because I've seen like the trailer and we know that we get to get on the horse at some point. We get to ride Richard. It will be the horse. Yeah, that's one shout out to Richard. That's all that's getting us through. We. But we also get to, we'll eventually meet somebody that has a dog head. So it's like a man with a dog's head. So it's like that character in itself is very intriguing to me where I'm just like, okay, like, is this, is this going to be a cats versus dog thing? Like, do you decide to ally with the dog or the scorched cat? Like, maybe, who knows? Like, there could be some really awesome Will we see a horrific cat dog? Do you know what I'm saying? Like the cat dog Maybe. TV show, like they're hybridized. Like the Nickelodeon Do you guys remember one? they right. used oh like goldfish that were cat dog? They weren't actually goldfish, but they're like no. a cheese cracker yeah. that had a cat head on one side and a dog head on the other side. Yeah. Anybody else remember these? Exactly. I had like a flashback to those recently, exactly. and I think they might have been the greatest snack of my youth, and I want someone to bring them back. Okay. We'll have yeah. the right end to, uh, would Nickelodeon do that? Or maybe Cheez-Its would. Maybe we'll we'll ask Cheez Its. Yeah. Imagine that letter, like, <laughs> "Hey, Cheez Its," or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I just played this video game, Burnt House Lane. Yeah, and, and I it inspired me. Pick me up. And then it's just like three months later, you get this response, like, "Well, <laughs> what? That is one hell of a re- way to get inspired by." Our, um, <laughs> we are thankful for your patronage. <laughs> the person who had this position has actually just gone on a spiritual journey and has left the company <laughs> and um you know we wish her well i guess <laughs> i don't know she said she was gonna come back we haven't heard from her so we're bringing them back <laughs> i don't know like yeah. fucking fuck, fuck. okay yes i like this i like where's always going with but, this let's actually answer the fucking question yeah, are so, we down to play more okay well 
Well, okay, I, I wasn't really done yet. I still had a little bit. All right, more let's continue with the part. <laughs> no, no, with the, yes. no, let's not. Let's. Yep. Let's let's shut up and let Zoe talk. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I just I just wanted to say, and and by this I mean I don't mean to fault people where this is their limit to the point where they want to refuse to see more, and then it's like, you know because of that, you could potentially miss out on stuff. I just know everyone has their limits with that stuff. I'm just saying like my personal, I'd say my tolerance for these sorts of things, um, if, I, I guess my tolerance for these things are greatly, I, I guess I have a very high tolerance for these things where it's just like, as long as it progresses the storyline in such a way um, that gets us to our point and it's not just simply gore for the sake of gore now i would argue like maybe there's some elements to this that seem to like really take things over the top but i don't know like to me it's like i i am okay with where this is at currently because i think it makes sense for just how evil this person is right you're trying to like capture like five evil men and this really showed an over-the-top ugliness and evilness um like there's there's movies that I've watched as well that just like there there are a lot of movies that people will warn me about being like oh god you don't want to see this movie it's it's so good but like there's these really graphic depictions of x y and z in it like one of like my favorite movies I've ever watched is called The Nightingale but The Nightingale stirred up a lot of controversy because it has some very violent de- depictions of like death and rape in it but it's like one of those movies though where it makes sense in the context of the movie and it's horrifying to watch in the present moment but i'm able to continue to like watch the movie to be able to see just how amazing of a film it is in the end and a lot of people can't get to that point and i respect that for sure um i guess that's just kind of what i mean to like I guess, conclude with this. I, I think where I end up bouncing off with this game would be if there's just a lot of just, if we have these moments like this adrenaline shot to the heart scene, if that just continues to happen on an every 20 minute cadence, yeah. I think I'm out at that mm-hmm. point. I, I think I'm just kind of like, all right, this is happening at too, it's too frequent at this point. I'm not having fun anymore. Like. I, I'm good to table this for now. So I, I think it really, honestly, what matters for me is getting to this second evil guy, seeing what that is like. And if it is just as horrifying, if not more horrifying, then I'm going to probably second guess doing it another three times over, you know, for the remaining uh, evil people. You're trying to foresee... If you could look into the crystal ball and understand, is this game trying to just do this? Or is it trying to do this in context of a greater goal? And and knowing the difference between those yeah. two decides how you feel. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I'd like to follow hmm. that. Yeah. Okay. I am somewhat in the same place as Zoe where like, I... Well, okay. I don't give a fuck what the goal of the game is. If it does that again, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I don't particularly care if it's like really for a good. If it, I don't. If it makes sense in the context of the game, that's fine. But like, if it's that level of disturbing again, then I don't. 
I'm out. However, I'm willing to see if it does it again, basically. Like, I think for me, like, I would play, like, one more chapter and sort of similar to what Zoe is saying, be like, okay, if this is going to be an occurrence where it's going to hit that kind of, like, horrific, disturbing heights again, then I don't have any interest in finishing the game. I'll be like, I'm like, okay, I'm good with this. I get the point and it's not for me. Um, but I would, tr- I am, I am, I don't know, because there were parts about the game that, like, I was in, like, with. I was following and was intrigued by. I like some of the puzzles. I, like, am intrigued by the story. I like the cat guy's voice. want to ride the horse. But, yeah, that was definitely too much for me, that scene. And it's one of the, I th- what's that phrase of, like, you know, fool me once. Yeah, shame, shame on, on Fool me twice, shame on you. No, I think it's the other way. Okay. Fool me shame on you fool me twice yeah, yeah, yeah. Shame on me. yes so like fool me once okay i get it that's the game fool me twice and like that's where i would draw the line basically mm-hmm. that's my stance on burn house lane right now mm-hmm. and fool me three times and what the fuck yeah, am i exactly. still doing here? can't get Jesus fooled Christ. again can't get fooled can't get again fooled that's again. what george yeah. w bush said is that a direct <laughs> quote <laughs> he also said mission it is a classic bushism yeah 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 mm-hmm. Yeah, fool me once, shame on, uh, on me. Fool me twice, shame on. Fool me three times, can't get fooled again. Hmm. Something along those lines. Fool me three times, let's yeah, go to he, war. Yeah, he just forgot what he was saying. Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like, I guess that's where I am. It's like I'd be willing to do one more chapter. I think I would play the game very differently. Like I would not be under the influence of anything. I think we could play it at nine a.m. on a Saturday when there's daylight. Mm-hmm. at our side <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that that's the other thing it's just the context in which we're playing this i definitely feel like it needs to be drastically changed from these last two two play styles that we've done mm. i i think we are outside the trashy drunk playthrough territory and it needs to be more like cuddle up with blankets and tea and have regular mental yeah. health check-ins every 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think none of us were in a mental state to handle that. I mean, maybe we couldn't no, have ever. No, it no. was pretty I mean, fucking wild. Listen, hold but... on, hold on, hold on. That's fair. But I do want, maybe it's a point of pride, but we handled it. Some of us did, McCoy. Some of us left the room. No, I left the room for the like most disturbing part, but it wasn't like I didn't come okay, back. We have a recording. You were out the room for a pretty long time. Yeah, I mean that, but that's but I didn't leave. Like done. That's true. Okay, you came back. Why are you making the case that I? I don't know, McCoy. I just thank you. Yeah, okay, I felt yeah, like... fair. Thank you for yeah. backing down. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, okay, okay, okay. So then I want to ask james then because james scary month came early (laughs) how do you (laughs) or late late, as it were or late um i don't know uh watching these games being played is very different from playing them myself i'm um i am good to keep going for as long as we as a group feel comfortable, I think, doing so. Um, I I would definitely agree with, like, if we continue hitting this note, like, I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. we don't need this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not, I'm, I'm, I would say I am not more 
ready to quit than other people. But not less. Yeah. But not necessarily <laughs> yeah. a whole lot less. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm certainly I mean I'm not gung ho to keep going. I was like, we gotta finish this game, guys. Like that's not me right now. But um I'm just I'm I'm hoping that, that the rest of the game will be more palatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My hopes are not high. <laughs> to say considering that the second person is apparently kidnapping a child to skin them yeah alive, i know i don't know so how promising can we that talk about mikulski's definition of evil people and how like all all of his games are about evil people but actually they're just like about like extreme caricatures of uh psychopathic people who like do these ridiculous ridiculous over-the-top evil things like yeah he doesn't seem to be interested in like gray area evil people or like i don't want to say the word mild versions of evil but yeah he does seem to go for like this person is extremely like he seems to like the extremes yeah yeah no yeah it's like the no question evil kind of person you know the terms but not even no question but like couldn't possibly pass as just like a normal person yeah mm-hmm. or like they do very briefly for you a know? second but not really no it's the it's you know the yeah. term self-report that people love these days it's like that it's like yeah oh they said the phrase like this what they actually meant is that they have people in their basement it's like it's like do you see what i'm saying it's like your job is to go out there and figure out the intense demonic presence underneath the surface yeah, it's like your job is to walk around until you see the person with massive horns sticking yeah, out of yeah. their head and be like, it's him! And they're like, no, it's not. The other guy has guns in his Well, yeah, it's, it's, it was say, it's exactly like what we were doing with Father Rob slash Tom. Yeah. Um, like, we, the whole time we were playing it, we were like, I think you can probably hear us in the playthrough being like, oh, but like, he's just, maybe he's just a dick. Like, maybe he's not evil. And like, the answer, if had we remembered which games we were playing, is just like, no, this is the guy. Like if he's a dick, yeah, yeah, he's yeah got people in his basement. It's it's I think one of the things they love to play yeah. on in these games. Well, at least this game, but they've played on this concept before. Is like, it's like the helplessness that you feel when you've been captured by a psychopath, and then the triumph that you feel when you a well known helplessness. The way that you said that phrase, you know, as happens to all of us from time to time. No, 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 no. But what's actually interesting (laughs) is it does not happen to all of us, but it is absolutely a common story. And it is absolutely the, I mean, go fucking open up iTunes and look at the top podcast, bro. It's literally there. Mm -hmm. Um, It is one of the most common fear stories in existence, except none of us have experienced it, but it's the fear of it is just because you know, that's that's a powerless beyond powerlessness. I mean, that is yeah. that is like more hellish in some ways than war is. Like it is like it is like the most demonic powerlessness story that you could possibly tell, and it is absolutely something that people deal with intellectually, at, at least. Um, but yeah. but but you see, in previous games, the note was the retribution I'm, I'm not using the right word maybe but like when you got the shotgun and you killed them the note was 
the overcoming and the silencing of evil and the banishing of the demon. It was like that was the note. And maybe if we had chosen to do that ourselves instead of giving it to the cat, which was Kushar of Anticlimactic, maybe it would have been like that. But I don't think this, I think that's what makes it different is that the note here was not that. The note was not the metal music kicks in as you're ready to finally hit the fucking, you know, last arc of the storyline and you're going through and you're just capping lunatics and this person chopped that other person apart and you're shooting them in the back of the head. It wasn't that. The notes here was of the essentially trauma, torture, evil. Like the notes were the evil and then there was just the deafening silence of you made it end with a shotgun blast. But like what was it all for? But the scars are still mm-hmm. there. Yeah. yeah. Was it worth it? I just, there was no yeah. satisfaction there. Because, like, dude, if you talk to, like, I mean, normal yeah. human beings of all ages, but especially, like, teenage boys or whatever, like, those motherfuckers dream they get to, to put a shotgun on the back of a lunatic's head. That's, like, their fucking entire... They are like, how do I do it? You know? And, like, it's just like, please, <laughs> let me. And I'm listening to metal music. I'm ready. Um, It's like, that. that's them. So, they're, that's... Well, that's exactly. what the cat lady yeah. was. Like the the thing i guess the the main difference right now and maybe maybe after this experience will be a little bit more brutal with these evil people at the end just to maybe like i don't know execute some sort of revenge fantasy at the end uh but like at least with the cat lady it's like you you can get kidnapped by psychopaths you can get uh you know you can discover a doctor's evil lair where he takes hostages and like the game always allowed you to do the killing blow and even have like some one liner where it's like, they call me the cat lady, boom, or something like that. Or like you have a gas mask and a shotgun and you're just hunting around this house for like the evil people that captured you and like, uh, you know, trying to, you know, potentially eat you later as cannibalism. Like it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, there was always those, that finality for sure. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, I think it's what makes the games fun. Maybe it's something we should just partake in a little bit more. Maybe. I mean, totally. Mm-hmm. We could try Perhaps. it. Just this, this one, it, it, it's like, it wasn't, it didn't, it couldn't, it wasn't the center. It well, didn't, didn't it feel, I think too, like after that, after the, like after how horrifying that scene was, right. I feel like we all got out of it with just like a, like like a big like sigh i don't know a relief like, like it was like kind of into nothingness and it just didn't feel right it that to the scene with the cat then was like pretty far removed from like the horrific heights that we had hit and it kind of just like didn't feel right to be like badass in that moment or like to participate in like the violence of it of any of it at least for me i was like i was like no nah, i don't want any part in this um like, it didn't feel like a I'm super bigger cool person. revenge scene. It just felt like, I just want to get away from this. Like, yeah, this I was would, horrible. I would say, this, okay, so so you can take a step back and look at all of us in life. Mm-hmm. And you can say that that we have used games throughout our lifetime to experience things um, in a safer environment than they would be if we experienced them in real life. And I think that's a lot of what I've loved, especially as a kid growing up through games, but like playing all sorts of intense scenes and stuff this i think is not trying to say you can have a really scary but intense revenge fantasy i mean it kind of is and it probably will go more into that certainly cat lady was this i think was actually just do you want to experience well slash i'm not really telling you but you're gonna get anyways but 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 do you want to experience 
I would just say trauma, period, through a safer environment, like a video game, where you're truly not traumatized um, in that it's not happening to you, but that I think we're experiencing that, yeah, as games get better and more real, it's like, dude, for example, for example, just give this guy a budget and a VR headset and he'll ruin your life. He will ruin your fucking life. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if it gets even better and better and better still, he's going to have the fucking saw descending on your head. Do you know what I'm saying? And um, it is what it is. Uh, and some people will probably enjoy that. But I think this this was going for experiencing trauma through a safer medium. And I think some people can rightfully choose not to experience trauma if they don't want to and i think other people can be fascinated and want to see what that's like i think that's all totally reasonable and totally legit but it is wow traumatic wow. Mm-hmm. It's, but a it is wow. it's a choice okay okay so wow we have three votes out of four for continuing to play and um do sure you to, do you want a veto no i'm good i do think in this scenario so if you, there's veto power right like i understand like, no, never mind i was prepared I to so. play this yeah. shit alone if you guys were gonna like I was going to say pussy out, but that's mean. But I just mean, like, I just mean, yeah, like, I was really affected by this game, definitely. I'm also particularly strong, or at least I pride myself, and so as I limp away, um, I'd like to see more. I I think I owe it to this person and their series, which I love dearly. Um, And I think I owe it to the excellence that's been shown in this game. I just need to play strategically this game through the rearview mirror as best we did the first day we played it a certain way and we're like you know what we need to do we need to turn the lights out to make it more atmospheric and so i wish i had done that earlier on the first day and i did and it felt good when i did and then the second day it felt good at first and then i realized the lights being out might be too much and so it's a rearview mirror situation but i just think i'm still adjusting as to how i want to place this Mm -hmm. game in terms of intensity level in my life but i'm not out yet And we're not out yet. That sounds like a great Boom. conclusion. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that's that's our Sweet. that's our midway through the playthrough thumb review is just we're yeah. not out yet. <laughs> but we got one foot out the door. <laughs> Nothing like starting this year off and this restarting of the podcast with just a spiritual experience or that sounds too kind, but like a fucking <laughs> existential crisis. Like what do you want? Like something. Yeah. Fucking hell. Um sick. Sweet. Wow. We'll talk to you about it more next time when we've delved into the, that's oh, the right. tyranny of thumbs yeah bum ba-dum, ba-dum. oh my god bum, ba-dum, ba-dum, <laughs> bum, bum, ba-dum. dude elena the next day was like i can't explain it but i feel weird and i'm like oh i can explain it <laughs> yeah it took me a while to recover yeah i was on pet finder for like a mm-hmm. solid hour yeah we had this uh <laughs> pack no. of Keenan, like no scrolling apps no Instagram, so no, Reddit, no Reddit, no Instagram, no. no. I had to ban myself from no Pet Finder. Um, that's my YouTube. You can only downfall. go to the channel. Is that a scrolling app? Which which? Where you just is that a which scrolling one? app? Pet Finder. Oh yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is genius oh for God. them, and it's also are we still recording? By the way, yes. It's like I don't know. If we we're are. gonna addict you to a okay, scrolling good. thing, I guess it's dogs. You know, it's like I guess. Swipe, swipe right if you want to adopt this dog. That's pretty much how I do it, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no Tinder. That wasn't really a problem for us. <laughs> Might have been 
if you guys get a dog out of this, we're going to, like, you know how uh, people always call it, like, oh, you got a COVID yeah. puppy yeah, no. because you had to get a puppy during COVID. This will be the burn. Yeah, we should make you guys adopting a, a dog. Like putting a dog that you're trying to find a home for yeah. on Tinder what? would be a good way to find a home for your dog. Wait, sorry, say that again, James. Just, like, <laughs> creating a profile for your on dog Tinder. on Tinder. James, you should go for it. Be like, swipe right if you are interested in adopting this dog yeah i bet it would work it would probably work i bet it would work yeah you'd be like this looks how cute this puppy is this puppy's gonna get you mad bitches bitches yeah. love puppies feeling a little empty and or <laughs> just have the bitches swipe right on the dog you yeah know, it's not that bitches hard, love bitches know? and that <laughs> is sort of our like post ended podcast that's sort the, of that's end the again. one we're gonna lie end it on <laughs> No, no, let's oh be done. It's good. It's good. But damn. Um, yeah, I guess we're back and like we almost left again. Holy <laughs> I mean, shit. just like that. I mean, fucking That's hell. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh my God. All right. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.